Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Can't Believe I Just Watched This, uh, our podcast where we talk about everything and anything to do with film and TV shows. Uh, I am your host, Robert Broad. With me, as always, we have Darren Haywood and Nathan Blair. How are we, gents? Really good, thank you. Not, not too bad. Brilliant, brilliant. I feel like we should just get into it. Actually, one of, one of the and on our list of topics today, actually, is uh, something that you uh, texted us the other day, Aaron. Aaron? Fucking Darren. <laughs> Nathan's brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, is that, obviously, Iron Fist, it was due to have a season three, but then got cancelled. But they yeah. have finally released the, the plot details of season three, and I think you know a little bit more about that. So it was... It, it wasn't so much like plot details as in anything had been actually filmed. Basically, when the actors knew that the shows were cancelled about two weeks after, in Iron Fist's case, I think it was about two weeks after season two had been put on Netflix. Yeah. That's when they got told, by the way, season three is a no-go and it's not happening. But what Finn Jones was interviewed, who, for those who don't know, played the titular character Danny Rand, Iron Fist, he was interviewed with... He basically gave some details on where season three was meant to go. It would have been a kind of a simultaneous two things going on at the same time story, continuing on from the end of season two. Colleen Wing would have been um, furthering her understanding of the power of the Iron Fist, yeah. imbuing in her sword, possibly continuing to fight the hand. And Danny and Ward were meant to carry on their own adventure across the world, and the two things would have tied in together, and he would have returned back to New York City. Right, um, okay. And maybe Hell's Kitchen. It's really sad for me because... I guess it, it, a blessing in disguise with that show because of how badly received season one was. And then I'd say almost the complete opposite with season two, that I think the season two was more generally well received than season one was. It's just a shame that it only got two seasons. I know a lot of people will say that about um, the other shows more so, especially like Daredevil and The Punisher. I think Iron Fist for me was the most obviously improved yeah definitely definitely the acting the martial arts the settings the characters the build-up i thought it was great i loved the crossover episode that he had in luke cage's second season (laughs) Mm. where they was they were still starting to become friends and you you had the parallel with misty knight and colleen wing and it was it was it was going in so many good directions i could see heroes for hire happening with yeah. with Agent with and Danny. I could see Daughters of the Dragon happening with Misty Knight and Colleen Wing. Yeah, it it, it is just a shame. And I know that they wouldn't have only have fitted storylines around them fighting the hand either. They would have had them fighting rival martial artists and, and other clans. Yeah. And I mean, what are your guys' takes on Iron Fist as a show for season one and two? And would you have liked to have seen a season three afterwards? Do you, do you know what? I I actually preferred Iron Fist over Jessica Jones. Right. Maybe not the first season. I enjoyed season one of Jessica Jones, but <clears throat> I didn't essentially... I don't think I've seen season two of Jessica Jones. I think I've seen episode one, and I I lost interest in it. I was, I was a lot more interested in seeing more Iron Fist. Yeah. So a season three would have definitely have been welcomed. I even think, say, say what you said about 
Danny and Ward though. I even think they could have that that was a possible that could have been a possible spin-off. Maybe even just a couple of shorts here and there. But that was a missed opportunity. I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's crushing to him as well because he was actually like pretty much promised by everyone involved at the time from Marvel Television that was working in conjunction with Netflix, just like the cast of Luke Cage were, just like the cast of all the other shows were, that there was going to be another season, and they were even outlining a filming schedule. Oh, okay. That's how close it got, and then. Due to, I mean, we still don't know for definite why the Netflix shows were pulled. You know, obviously Marvel Television, as a lot of people know, is now fused into Marvel Studios, hence WandaVision and the Disney Plus based shows that are coming after it this yeah. year and, and the next year is going on. It, it, the other part that sucks is obviously this kind of the Defenders sort of characters have kind of fallen into this hole now, like almost like the X-Men, where they were used so recently that you don't know when they're going to make a reappearance, and yeah. it's annoying because they own the characters. When season two aired, there was talks about not doing a season three of Luke yeah. Cage and Iron Fist. They were going to do Heroes for Hire. So instead of, having right. a, a se- instead of doing Luke Cage and Iron Fist separate, they were going to merge them into one show and just do Heroes for Hire. That was yeah. that was what they were they, they, they were apparently in talks. So I never heard anything about season three until you've just said it. Like I never heard anything about there being a season three because the ending of season two confused me purely because of those two guns. I was like, where did that come into it? So I, I looked it up and apparently it wasn't the comics. It was a comic book storyline where he he got his iron fist through the guns for a while and then he went back to the old way of doing it. Because that bit really confused me when I first seen it, because I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, it's the same with Colleen Wing using it with the sword. It's basically, they find out that the Iron Fist isn't just literally an Iron Fist. And it can be imbued in weapons and used to heal other people, which they do. Um, I can't remember if it's just Danny or Colleen, or, or, or I can't remember who does it, because it was so long ago now. But they do use it as a kind of an assist, like giving somebody a healing factor. Um, temporarily, in a sense, Luke. I, I mean, Luke. Luke Cage shows up on one of the very last episodes of Jessica Jones season three. It's only a small cameo. He just shows up outside Alias Investigations, but he's a big crime boss now. For those who didn't, spoilers, I guess. For those who haven't seen Luke Cage season two, but I mean, none of these shows in the seasons that they have have been taken off Netflix. So if you haven't seen them by now, then it's kind of your fault, I guess. Are they, are, are they not? Are they not still on Netflix? They yeah, are they, on. Yeah, they, they are, are all on Netflix. Yeah, Every yeah, season, yeah. The Defenders, both seasons of The Punisher, and the three seasons of Daredevil as well are all on there. Um, yeah, it's just even even season three of Jessica Jones, which was the very last season of any of the Netflix-based Marvel TV shows, it sets it up like they are going to continue. It's not as implied as they did with Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist, or Luke Cage. And there's no, like, Defenders tee-up either for, like, another mini-series of the Defenders, but you just know that they were going to bring these characters to life for at least another couple more seasons. What you said about Netflix and stuff, the thing you do know that Netflix has a really bad habit of cancelling really good shows. Well, a show would do, do really well. But they do, they but it's, no it's, it's, it's usually, even though it Obviously, it's Netflix working in conjunction with other 
company, TV or film companies. It it wasn't sort of at at the time. Agent Carter was kind of the only example of a Marvel TV show getting axed after a couple of seasons, and that was on you know uh, normal ABC programming. It's, it and and that's the other thing as well. The Netflix shows, as great as they are, have added this systemic quality of marvel tv shows where when they were under marvel television at least you knew they weren't going to last long agents of shield being the only example in humans one season runaways was for i think three seasons and cloak and dagger only two so yeah whether they were on abc hulu freeform netflix you know hellstrom only lasted one season on hulu i recommend that to anybody mm-hmm. listening did oh, Legion? Legion got two seasons, didn't it? I think it did, but again, it was Marvel Television, but Legion mm. and the Gifted, they were still under Fox. Oh, yeah. okay. It's partly why Legion lasted three seasons, and the Gifted only lasted right. two. And I mean, Cork and Dagger even ties into Luke Cage. Okay. I was glad when I got cancelled. Yeah, because I can't remember the character's name, but the detective who helps... Tyrese and Tandy, Cloak and Dagger, she mentions Misty Knight because she used to work for the NYPD. Oh. And Misty then, in season two of Luke Cage, mentions that she's left the squad um, and that it's, uh, you know, she's talking about what good cops are left. It's cool that they, that they did that tie-in. Obviously, they did the couple of episodes the way Cloak and Dagger were in uh, Runaways as well in season three, which was weird because season two of Cloak and Dagger had already finished and they were told that they wouldn't be a season three, but they were still going to show up in Runaways. So it's, it's a really weird way to make your character still relevant when your own show isn't running anymore. But yeah, and I recommend Hellstrom. I'm pretty sure Hellstrom's going to be on Stars. I've, I've had a lineup of shows for Stars and Hellstrom is one of the shows that's going to be coming onto Star when it comes onto Disney+. Plus. I can't remember the sort of the setup behind Hellstrom was they were supposed to be doing this. It was supposed to be Hellstrom and Ghost Rider on Hulu. And they were supposed to be going into this. I can't remember what it was called, like something to do with fear or darkness or something. But they were supposed to be setting up yeah. these horror based Marvel characters for TV shows ranging from like about eight to maybe 13, like some of the Netflix show seasons in, in episode range. Ghost Rider got cancelled. Everybody thought Hellstrom would get cancelled. Went, they went along with it. And the end of Hellstrom sets up a second season, strongly sets it up. But again, it's just that unfortunate, you know, timing with them planning more and then the plug being pulled. Hellstrom is kind of the last of Marvel Television's original schedule. Like Marvel Television as the original entity as it was, um, Hellstrom is their last project. Yeah, wasn't it confirmed to be cancelled before it even started showing? Aaron? Yeah. Give out. Yeah. Okay, now. So it hadn't even aired yet. And he ties, had- they tie into Doctor Strange because Damon Hellstrom, I mean, it's, it's based on the brother-sister team with the older brother Damon and the younger sister Anna. Um, fighting demons and exercising them as they do in the show they're tied into Doctor Strange comics they're tied into Blade, they're tied into Ghost Rider and all these other sort of characters so I feel the same sentiment with them as I do with a lot of the heroes, a lot of the actors that played the heroes and villains in the Netflix shows 
Yeah. I'd want to see them back in MCU, Disney Plus shows or films. But uh, before before we go off on too much of a tangent, though, apparently Tom Holland has denied all knowledge or being that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will be appearing in the third Spider-Man film. Now, we all know Tom Holland can't keep a secret. But that being said, For him to come because out he can't it. keep a secret, has it been told to say, uh, yeah, they, 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 they know I can't keep secrets. But this is too much of a secret to keep from me. He's 50-50 saying, no, they're not going to be in the film, but they might be. However, I think it would depend on how much of the film they've actually started filming, if any of it. Like if they've started filming it. They have and they, started they filming. Have. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, last couple of weeks. So if, he, if they started filming, then unless they haven't shot those scenes yet, he would know by now if they're going to be in it. That's and as you know. That's and as point. we know, he can't keep he can't keep his mouth shut about plot leaks. So the likelihood is is that if they're in it, he's the one that would be telling everybody that they're in it. Yeah. Like because the in... thing is, is that I think he's taking a Kevin Feige approach there, where he's actually giving you more information than a lot of people yeah. think. Because yeah. that quote where he says it'll be a continuation of the Spider-Man films so far, mm-hmm. does does he mean all of the Spider-Man films so far? If you see, no, if you see where I'm coming from, a lot of people will read into that. Well, it, it, it says it, it specifically that, says that we've been making for the MCU that, ones. That could mean all of the Spider-Man films in general, or it could just mean the ones that Sony and Marvel have made together. Because if you, if you remember that after the last Spider-Man film came out, there was talks about there not being another Spider-Man film doing. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't going to go ahead. Tom Holland saved Spider-Man three. Yeah. As well, yeah, Tom, Tom Holland saved it, so so for him, they, they must have a bit of trust in him since they since he managed to save it. They, that being said, <laughs> I'll go back on my point. <laughs> Tom Holland can't keep his mouth shut. No, yeah, that too. I'm not sure whether this is true or not true, and whether they are going to be in the film and they just haven't told him. And like you said, they probably they might not have filmed the scenes with them together yet, so he may not have been told. Yeah, it could it could. Uh, I, I mean, there are certain actors, though, that have been reportedly seen on set, um, like um, Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe, I think Jamie Foxx. I'm not sure if that was just an announcement, a casting call made. Um, well, well Jamie Foxx and, and Alfred Molina are definitely in the film regardless. Yeah. So whether they've been seen on set or... Not is neither here I, nor there. I think the thing that confused a lot of people, a lot of people talking, was the fact that there was a picture posted of Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield, both of them wearing Spider-Man costumes. Like it could have been for a, like a fan convention or something. Exactly, that like, could have been for a Make-A-Wish yeah. cancer kid in a hospital. It, it, it could have been, yeah, because apparently there was a picture with a child in it, but I didn't see that picture. I just saw the one with them yeah. two both just as Spider-Man. I feel like Tom Holland though, he's. He's he's reined himself in a little bit. Mm. I feel I don't feel like he's he would give too much away in these days, uh, because oh, no. of the, because of the stern talking <laughs> to he's had from Kevin Feige. But and, I think uh, the amount of the amount of coverage that that film has had, you know, if if it was just one or two actors, even if it was just Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, then it could be dismissed. But they've like announced about seven or eight actors. From different movies in the MCU and not in the MCU. WandaVision 
which we'll get into in a bit, is already, we already know a set before Spider-Man Far From Home. It's it's leading me to believe J.K. Simmons being J. Jonah Jameson in Far From Home is not because people wanted J.K. Simmons back, just because that is actually the same J. Jonah Jameson because of her basically warping reality, um, which we'll get into episode six in a bit. What are, the, what are the other Spider-Man 3 related topics, uh, which I forgot to mention before? Two different articles I read. One basically saying it's a continuation of ones before where they keep trying to bring Keanu Reeves into the MCU. And right. I read an article where, they, where one of the ways they were trying to do it was Ghost Rider. But I read one to do with this film where one of the ways they were trying to do it was get him to play Craven the Hunter. Then... A couple of okay. days later, I, I think this is from Fandom Wire again. A couple of days later, it's the same story, same character, but he's turned it down. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. That's why I didn't want to add it as a bullet point, really, for this podcast, because the two were in quick, such quick succession of each other, the two different articles that is. Yeah, there. definitely. That's I saw it. It's very I really odd. I want him to be Craven the Hunter anyway. No, <laughs> so he, it's like, hey, yeah, he's, he's not. He's not He's not built for Craven the Hunter. Could it be the case and of... I think, though, he would make a good Ghost Rider. If he it, would make a good Ghost Rider, and he would make a good Johnny Blaze as Ghost Rider. If they were, you know, sometimes they skip over, like with Paul Red being Scott Lang instead of Hank Pym. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we've got Hank Pym and Michael Douglas, but obviously he's a lot older. So, that, like, them skipping over generations with that man and the Wasp. They could do that with Ghost Rider. Like in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they use Robbie Reyes. But I really want to see Johnny Blaze. And doesn't yeah, definitely. Good Probably will you. Could it be a case of, I've heard rumours that they're filming another John Wick film. So, could, if he has turned down the role in a... Di- in a Disney yeah, they, they, are, Marvel they, are, they are doing John Wick 4. So that's, that's a given. that's definitely a possibility that he doesn't have time in his schedule uh, at the moment so he's turned it down wherever or not he might might be offered again I tell you what though Craven the Hunter, Henry Cavill you have to grow that beard again you would have to grow a beard again and this time they won't have to edit it out because he actually needs it (laughs) look at me and my funny bum chin Henry Henry Cavill, I I could see him as Craven the Hunter Um, I mean I I, I could see it but would he do it? It's the question. Because isn't he supposed to be coming back or potentially coming back for Man of Steel 2 if they do it? Yeah, because don't forget Ben Affleck's meant to apparently. Ben Affleck's meant to be. I know he's. I know he came back to film scenes for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, but he's meant to be coming back as Batman at some point, possibly, potentially in the Flash film. Because apparently Batman's meant to appear in it. So apparently That's... this was a while ago and it was only it was only rumored it was never confirmed because i know cyborg was supposed to be in the flash film he's not anymore so it's news that batman so was going to be in the maybe, flash film. which is really dumb because of the connection with star labs i mean that's an <laughs> obvious connection right there i mean maybe it's just a case of they couldn't get cyborg in it for whatever reason so maybe they've decided to go for batman instead but maybe he won't uh, be in cyborg is not in it because of the whole uh, ray fisher controversy so they haven't recast Cyborg then? No, they're not going to recast him. Moving on from Keanu Reeves, though, which I feel like <laughs> nicely segues into our next point. Uh, the Matrix 4 has a new name. Now, either of you have any guesses at what that could be? Enter the Matrix. It's not Enter the Matrix. It's, <laughs> Ma- it's Matrix, colon, and then something. So, for example, like we had Matrix Reloaded and Ma- uh. Matrix... 
Matrix. Revolutions. Yeah, the Matrix. Revolutions. Yeah. Revolutions. Yeah. 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 So what? Is there another word beginning with the letter R? It is indeed, actually. And and uh, I, actually, um, I actually tell you, it's very fitting. It's very fitting for this film. Matrix Reborn. You are actually so close. I was taking the fifth one. Right? You're you're on the right tracks. Returns. Uh, no, not returns. Oh. Reborn. You're you're uh, on the right tracks with reborn and rebirth. Reincarnated. As, you're you're so close. What's yeah, another yeah. name for when you're reincarnated? Oh fucking hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, that begins with an R. Um, it begins with R. <laughs> yeah, so it's not reborn. It's not returned. So close. Oh, what happens when you know. what happens when you're brought back from the dead? Matrix revamp. No. <laughs> <laughs> Matrix the vampire version. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. give it? Shall I just tell you? It's going to be called Matrix Resurrections. Oh, wow. So you were very close. Yeah. Now, the reason why I say this is very fitting, because when we talked about the Matrix last time, Nathan, wa- Nathan was very right. Both Neo and Trinity die at the end of Matrix 3. So right. Trinity dies in a hovercraft crash, and Neo dies after destroying Agent Smith in the final fight. Oh, and, right. and they're both going to be in this film. So they are being resurrected from ah. the dead. So it's very fitting that they're going with this name. But that being said, I've still got no idea of what of what could be going on. And, well, you, and, and, how, and how have they been brought back from the dead? If I always thought it would be like alien resurrection, where it ends up being like a clone or something. Ooh. So it's not actually them... Maybe. The original character revived. Maybe. I hope it's not going to be that. No, I, I, th- I, think, I think with Neo, it's a bit easier because they did say at the end of the third film that the one, or Neo, he can return. He might be dead, but he can come back. Oh, okay. You know, be, he can come back in some way or form. Yeah. So it's, e- it's easy for him to come back. For Trinity, I don't know. The clone's probably more likely with her. Mm. Yeah, I thought it could have possibly. I thought Neo could have possibly come back as either a new Oracle or a new Architect. Oh, possibly. I mean, I know the point was to essentially end the Matrix in a sense and get everybody into Zion and whatever. But you're obviously going to have characters like Cipher in the first film that don't want to leave. For those that don't want to leave, what could somebody as pure-hearted as Neo do he could try and yeah. recreate it and make it better and I, 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 you know unless this is the start of another trilogy kind of hoping it isn't yeah because I'm really surprised them doing a fourth one yeah uh, definitely after so many years as well I mean yeah. when, <laughs> when 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 oh, when nobody necessarily wanted it either no yeah, they're doing that a lot with a lot of different different movie franchises i mean i did mention alien earlier on but i mean alien is like predator terminator it'll go on forever do you know what i i really love all the alien films obviously some are a lot better than the others but i i think as a franchise in general the alien films are really good okay i agree with i like the first four i didn't like the clone concept much but i did like the overall story of uh, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Um, I did like Prometheus. I've not seen the one after that, which is uh, still a... Pr- Prometheus 2. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen that. Um, uh, I, I have I seen it. Didn't know, I generally didn't even know it was called Prometheus 2. I thought it was called Prometheus It's not, it's called Alien Covenant. But I haven't seen it. <laughs> but it's basically Prometheus 2. And it's like with Predator as well. I've seen, pre- I've seen the first two Predators, and I've seen... 
Predators, which is not very good. Um, so Predators was the one with Adrian Brody, and they were all in the they were all dropped into the jungle. Yeah, that's a really that's right. good film. I I thought it was like I wanted it to be. I don't know. I think I watched it and I kind of thought it would be more of like a threequel. Yeah, like it, was, it, was. It, it was a bit of a rematch <clears throat> of, Predator, of Predator. I did enjoy Predators. I thought it the act. I feel like the story obviously could have been better. But for what it was, because it was sort of just a rehash and that's how I was looking at it. It wasn't too bad. I thought I the action was quite good. Well, you know, yeah, it, think- there was there was another one that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, the Predator with Boyd Holbrook. Uh, who else is in it? Keegan Michael Key, Olivia Munn, uh, Thomas Jane, Alfie Allen, and that was directed by Shane Black, who obviously did Iron Man Three. He did. Um, Next week's episode. Uh, yes, indeed. Because uh, Sha- you know Shane Black is a very good director. He's done The Nice Guys. He did Iron Man Three. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Le- Lethal Weapon Four, The Last Action Hero. Well, he did all the Lethal Weapon series, actually. He did the Monster Squad. So, do you know, he's actually done some really good films. I think he's a class director. But The Predator was just a bunch of garbage. Just a really it's shit remake, please. Franchises was, like that alone, I think, for a while. It was. It didn't need it. It did not need. It did not need to be made. Was um, it supposed to be? Was it supposed to be like a reboot of the series? Because I know. Yes. They've done. Because they did the same thing with Halloween. I don't know, like, I've always said I prefer the original Halloween films to the more modern Halloween films, because it's more or less exactly the same story. Now, I've heard, I've heard differently from that. I've heard that the new, the new Halloween films are actually really good. I I've heard it's, the, it's, it's, the problem it's, with that is, is that there's sort of three sets of Halloween films. Yes. There's, there's Halloween and the sequels they made for it, which I think Jamie Lee Curtis was only in the second one, but then Rob Zombie got his hands on the Halloween <laughs> yeah, franchise, I think. Yeah, just fucked it all up. And now they've done a kind of a... Well, they, it's, then... it's a sequel and a reboot because it carries on from the first... From the originals, Halloween, yeah. From but the... doesn't, it, it, it doesn't carry on from the story of Halloween 2. Even though she's in it, it that's been retconned. Yeah, I was just, uh, about, to say. I was just so, about to say. So, so yeah, the Halloween Kills uh, film just follows on from the Halloween sort of reboot that she was in, uh, obviously a lot older, and the original first movie. So mm. really confusing, but nowhere near as confusing as the Terminator franchise, which is a dog <laughs> shit. Never story for another day. My, my, my mate, my mate, as you know, Dave. Shout out to Dave. Dave. Um, he he loves the Terminator films. I mean, he loves he loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you know anyway. what? I I've seen all the Terminator films apart from the Christian Bale one. I've only right. seen Salvation. half of it. Yeah, Salvation. I've only seen half of it because I I wasn't interested in watching it. But after Salvation, I've seen both Genesis and the newer one, which I can't remember the name of. Yeah, and I can't the newer one. Both really good films, I think. I really enjoyed yeah. both of them. Good films for the action, but the fact that it's supposed to follow a storyline which is now incredibly convoluted. Yes. Like, it's got <laughs> bigger plot holes than the X-Men Fox franchise. Now, it's the, the, the most really recent good. the most recent Terminator film disregards some of the other films that have happened 
they completely yeah. disregard the third one, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. yeah like they've, it's made, because they've made Skynet's involvement in Amster. I think it disregards like Genesis as well. Yeah, it which does. Which is it hilarious. It was meant to be a reboot. Like, it's meant mm. to be a reboot because they said Dark that. Fate. Terminator Dark yeah, Fate. That's what that was it. Dark Fate. Yeah. It's meant to be a reboot. Well, Genesis was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy. And it I was, but it didn't. In it, the cinemas, I think even release date for some weird reason. But I went was, to see it. It, and I thought it was good, but I didn't get what happened with John Connor and stuff like that. And then when before it even got a, a the Dark Fate subtitle, when Dave told me that um, oh there's a new Terminator film coming out, I just said, "Here's what I want in the Terminator film: I want the Terminators to win and kill everyone." Because <laughs> I, want, I want the franchise to fucking end. Which essentially is, is what what happens. Yeah. It, so I, I was going to say that they. I think Genesis didn't do as well as they hoped it would, no, so they they they, they, sh- they shelved it. Then they brought out Dark Fate, which did a, again didn't Dark do as Fate well as they thought. Ten times better than, than Genesis. Yeah, it, it did better than Genesis, but they still didn't know where to go because apparently there's meant to be they're on about making another T- Terminator TV show, which because obviously they had the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which you know I need to get, I need to get back into the Sarah Connor Chronicles because I've seen a few I, but I, not all of them. <laughs> I liked it, but a lot of people didn't like it. But they're on about doing another. They're on about doing another one of those, and it's meant to be another reboot for the Terminator franchise again, which you might start with a TV I'll, show. I'll happily go and pay my fiver every time a Terminator film comes out. <laughs> it, the plot is fucking crap, and and right, right, you you've got a plot. It's, this isn't the MCU, right? It's not loads of different characters and then trying to bring them together in crossovers or whatever, right? It is basically. Either the humans win or the machines win. That's yeah. literally it. That's all they have to do with the fucking plot. Don't get me into all the Cyberdyne Industries and, and Sky, all this other shit, right? It is literally 50-50. That's what the plots of the movies were supposed to be built into in the original trilogy. It was either the humans win or the machines win. Can the humans stop the machines from ever existing? And every you single time they manage to do something like that or exactly that, it gets retconned with Salvation, it's, or it gets retconned with Genesis or Dark Fate. Mm. They're doing the they're rehashing exactly the same fucking story over and over again. The plot doesn't go anywhere because they keep stifling themselves. It could it go either way, and they stifle themselves. Part of the problem was when Genesis, when uh, after Rise of the Machine, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't in it anymore, and a lot of people wanted to bring him back. That's partly why Dark Fate did better than Genesis because Genesis didn't have him in it. Where is he? Oh, did it? Can't remember. Genesis did in, have him in it. There's two different characters, Fate. technically. Yeah, but I think I think he did a better. I think he was in Dark Fate as well, and he did, and he played like an older version of himself. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's still, still the same. The, he's still I thought the, same the de- Terminator. I thought the de-aging in Genesis sucked as well. I think that's what turned people off because they wanted Arnie oh. back in it. I tell you what, fucking was good. The the de-aging. Of Linda Hamilton. Yeah. At the start of Dark Fate, where it's Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong, and it's a flashback scene where they're being murdered by a bunch of Terminators. Edward Furlong wasn't in that film. He was created fully CGI of how he was in Terminator 2, and it looked it looked phenomenal. They fully recreated a younger version of Edward Furlong. I heard it was a good immense. film. And the de-aging of Linda Hamilton was fucking brilliant as well. Some of the best CGI work I've ever fucking seen. 
some of the best de-aging work I've ever seen as well. And we've had a lot within the past yeah. few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think quite the, honest, I reckon this is the best. I think the main issue with Terminator, the whole franchise, after Rise of the Machines, everyone expected to see, oh, we're going to go to the future now. We're going to see John Connor build the Resistance or become a leader of the Resistance, because obviously he wouldn't have been one at the start. And then the first film in the future, John Connor's like a soldier. You don't see much. He doesn't do much. It's more about a human that's part machine, part human. It's more about that. And then at the end he's going to be leading the resistance that's left kind of thing. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that confused a hell of a lot of people because they didn't really get it. It's like they've built up this whole thing for the future and then it's not what people wanted to see. And, and that's where it kind of went downhill. Now, I, I, re- I reckon we crack on with our last two points and then sort of hit yeah. Avengers hard. So the first being the Blade film has a new writer. So it's Stacey Asay Kathor who has written for the Watchmen TV show and Hunters on Amazon Prime, uh, both of which are fucking class shows. Now, I don't think re- really we've got much to say about this, apart from it's got a new writer. What do you think the story could be? Is it going to be a film or TV uh, show? Film. It's the Blade film, the MCU are doing. Uh, yeah, it, it's not supposed to be in Phase Ali. So it's supposed uh, to be part of Phase 5, possibly yeah, the first Phase 5. five. But we don't know what the status on films like Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 and that are yet. No. It's probably Phase 5 as well, to be honest. I hope they don't do an origin story, because we don't need one. I would mm, like, I, don't think they would. I would very much like to see a cameo from Wesley Snipes. I think that would be class. I think you have I, to. Yeah. I hope that they do do a bit of an orange origin story, because okay. you, didn't get, you didn't get one in the trilogy. It wasn't an origin story. He was just Blade. Yeah. In the comics, it does start off with him being introduced in the Tomb of Dracula series, and he is using more older-style anti-vampire weapons, like wooden yeah. stakes, things like that, than using an acid-edged sword. So I don't think they need to do that. I think they need to just sort of get him using the sword and the guns and the different weaponry. I definitely want to see either Whistler or um, some sort of, you know, like, tech guy like punisher has microchip like that sort of relationship i don't really know who i want him to fight i think fighting dracula straight away that's i think that's too much it's too much it's like putting mandarin in the first iron man movie i'm glad he didn't i don't know who he should fight to be honest well, we I'd love it if you know with this whole multiverse thing i'd love it if uh, i think it's the actor's name is stephen dorf i'd love it if he came back as deacon frost i was just about to say no, would you want him to fight frost again because people might look at that as a revamp of the first Blade film, and a lot of people wouldn't like that, especially if it's not Wesley Slipes as Blade. I think a lot of people might see that as a reboot of the film, and I don't think a lot of people would like that. Maybe, maybe, that. But, maybe but it would it would tie into what the multiverse would probably be like then. But I, but even if it's not Stephen Dorff, I would like the character of Deacon Frost to be the main villain. I would also like to see Hannibal King in the film, but more closer to the comics rather than the Ryan Reynolds character from Blade Trinity <laughs> with the electronic See, pistol. As much as Blade Trinity gets shat on, I think that's a fucking really good film. You know, the only thing I'd say is that I can't picture them using Frost as a villain again because, as I said, people might look at that and say, oh, it's another revamp, even though it's for the MCU. Who, so, who would you suggest? Well, I don't know much of these villains, but I'd say that they should do a similar storyline to what they did in the uh, TV show. I don't think you ever saw the TV show. But they introduced mm. the uh, prospect of uh, there's different vampire houses. I yeah, they're all comics. Yeah, and, yeah. and, De- and De- Deacon Frost was part of 
a really powerful vampire clan. So he was never yeah. the overall boss. He was no. just in charge of that sector or whatever. Can't, can't, can't remember the exact yeah. story when they went. But I think they should explore more of that. That would be interesting. Maybe they could mention nods to Deacon Frost. Because obviously he's the one that bit his mom and turned him into like a day walker. So I suppose yeah. they're gonna, if they're going to do an origin story, they have to mention him. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. I, I don't think he should be a main villain. I think if they use the clans or houses, whatever you call them, one of the houses or an alliance of the houses should be the main villains. As in, like they're trying to take down Blade because of actions he's taken. He got rid of Frost, who was probably a very a big player for them. You know how so, we yeah. had the flashbacks of the Daredevil origin in the Ben Affleck 2003 Daredevil film. I think maybe do flashbacks like that. You know, for his origin. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, like I like I like those kinds of things. Stuff like that. So woven in here and there throughout the film. I think if it's done the right way, especially because it's a film, not a TV show, then yeah. If they want to do like sequels or something like that, they could do it yeah. where the main villain's not going to be just a one-off villain like Frost was in the first film. Yeah. And same with the second two films, one villain, kill him off. Next film, yeah. different villain, kill him off. So maybe have them continue on into so doing a house or clan system that would work to do more films, I think. On to our last point before we talk about Avengers, we have One Division episode six. Now I've got a whole list of points here that we could talk through, but what I suggest we do is I'll go through these points and then we'll talk about the episode overall at the end of this. At the end of these points, I've got down if that's okay. So first of all, the opening titles for the sitcom was inspired by Malcolm in the Middle, and as as I was saying to Darren. I've had the Malcolm in the Middle theme tune <laughs> playing over in my head all day. And actually, just come to think about it, I, I have a feeling I know why they did that. It's because Vision is trying to get away from Wanda's grasp. She is not the boss of him anymore. Hey. As he tries to escape. Or it could have just been a nod to the We've just worked out. Or it's a nod to the, to the 90s. Well, where the episode's well set. I was also saying season. to Darren earlier, it didn't come out until Malcolm and Minnow didn't come out until 2000, 2001. But this is a 90s set episode. Yeah, but it does say 90s to early 2000s on the thing synopsis for it. Oh, OK, OK, OK. I mean, A, that's a classic 90s, 2000 TV show. So to not have that would be a, would be a mistake. But I think that's that's another reason why it's also that. Next, we see... Billy in his Wiccan costume. Uh, we also see Vision and uh, Wanda in their 60s comics costumes. And we also see uh, Tommy and Pietro in the OG Quicksilver costume. Everything is harkening back to their uh, comic book counterparts and how they By look. By the way, just with that, even though he doesn't have the silver hair, when Billy asked Tommy why don't you have a costume? And he's Tommy's wearing green. It's the same colour that Speed yes, wears. It is indeed. It Just is indeed. Goggles or the white tail, right. like like uh, his uncle. When they're in the town square and they're outside of the outside of the cinema, there are there's a double feature going on. Two films are playing. With you've got the Parent Trap, and you have the Incredibles. Obviously, the Incredibles is about a a superhero family. And you have the parent trap, which is, which is about two long lost twins finding each other, Pietro and Wanda. Yeah. In this yeah. case, not yeah. in the actual parent trap film. So no. I thought that was quite interesting. It's basically telling you what's what this episode is. 
Did you notice as well that they kept pointing out the fact that he's not the Pietro from the MCU? Did you notice that fact? You don't look the same. Your voice is different. Yes, they he did. They did mention, well, that was going to be one of my points about accents changing. Um, and because Wanda says, oh, something about Pietro's accent. And then he just retaliates with, with well, your accent has changed a lot as well. Yeah, where's your accent? Says, where's yours? But talking about Quicksilver, though, he knows what's going on. He's fully aware of everything going on because he he said two things. One about, oh, where have all the kids, where have all the kids come from? What have you been doing with them all this time? And he knows he's dead. Yeah, he mentions about about a husband being dead as well. Yeah, he does. And so and then and then we see a zombified Pietro sat right next to her. So is that the case? Is are they both in fact dead, and she's just sort of making them look alive? If you well, remember, you... if you remember on Avengers: Age of Ultron, Hawkeye does reclaim Pietro's body. They were on the raft. His body is, yes, was on is. raft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were leaving yeah. Sokovia. So yeah. what did they do with his body? Because his his powers were also influenced by the Mind Stone. He has yeah. Infinity Stone based powers. So. Obviously, Wanda has gone and stolen Vision's body. We know that for a fact. Yeah. Has she, has she also gone and stolen? See, I'm not sure with this point whether whether it's the right point to make or not because her he's reaction. completely different and he's referenced that. Yeah, and her reaction to it, like every time yeah. he mentions something, and she's like, like when he's questioning her, how did you make this world? Do you disapprove of it? Oh no, I like the idea that you've done this. This is a really good idea. It's so, great. Um, but he's kind of trying to gouge how she did it and like. She's not yeah. really sure. It just happened. Well, that's what she... I was going to say next. She, he says, I, I, I like what you've done here. It's a, but then he says, how are you doing it? And she, like you've just said, Nathan, she says, I'm not sure how it started. Yeah, and obviously, I wonder if he is maybe like a plant or something. So you know how before we mentioned about Mephisto and Nightmare potentially being villains that are going to be saying they're behind the whole thing and not, it's not really her. With that, though, with that, though, it's... If it was a plant, you wouldn't see Quicksilver using his speed. I did think that, but then I also thought that maybe they're trying to make it so that it's not obvious. Like maybe someone's messing with her her head in a way. Very, like... very possible, very possible. But I think that's a bit too far fetched, in my opinion, because we don't know of any other hero with speed ability. Well, not yet, at this really current well. time. Also, Nathan's just out of fucking piss and. Hey, I've, yeah, got fucking, I've got a fucking I've got to fucking cut that out now. <laughs> his mic off too fucking late. <laughs> but no, so I I feel like that is actually Pietro, but Wanda's created him differently. If that makes yeah. sense, I feel like that's the thing I'm kind of going for at the moment. I see what you're saying, but then she seems really confused about the whole thing. Like she, he's trying to make out that she because she he does say that oh I heard you calling out to me or something. But I don't yeah. remember her, it's, it's don't a bit... remember her ever calling that thing. Like, I know she talked about it a few times, but she never actually yeah, this one's, said, I wish my brother was here. This one's a bit of an odd one. And yeah, as I, I mentioned she... la- as I mentioned last episode, uh, Evan Peters was only on the IMDB for that one ep- for episode five. Obviously, he's now on for episode six. So it may be a fact that he will be in more episodes, but they, they're not listing him until the episode is aired. She did blast him as well. He did. Yeah. So that, so when, that made when, you what is his retaliation to that? Yeah. Because he didn't go after her, and she just completely her powers have gotten a lot stronger, and obviously 
Well, she's she, expanded she can, Westview beyond belief. Beyond the I military mean, base, and who? Like, it's it's grown a lot in size. It's grown a lot in size. Darcy's um, caught in it. Well, everyone, yeah. everyone is now. Apart from Jimmy Woo, I don't think Jimmy Woo. And Monica as well, because they were in the car Monica, together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that being said, that we didn't Haywood see them. Guy. We actually didn't see them at the very end. Yeah. The last person we saw was Haywood. So yeah, but he was still not in the battle. Monica yeah. and Monica and Wu have been sucked into the hex field. We yeah. we just don't know. I've got to say, not... do you think? Because obviously Haywood clearly has. Because obviously Haywood went like there's something nefarious going on with Haywood as they found out in the files. They are now obviously that he set up a secret team to track vision using the vibranium in his body. Do you think there's the possibility? Because I saw this online earlier. There's the possibility they're trying to rebuild Ultron. Maybe not Ultron per se, but maybe they're trying to rebuild kind of like a super soldier. I don't so think it's, it's so essentially a, a, another version of Ultron, a different version of Ultron as well. Or remaking all like Vision, because Vision was more friendly right. to humans than Ultron was. I don't think it's going to be a super soldier only because of the inclusion of John Walker, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right, who yeah. is who is US agent in the comics and uses a variant of Steve Rogers Super Soldier Serum, which which mm. obviously you must have in that TV show. Three more episodes as well, one division. Or but, is there? But yeah, so what? Maybe a tenth one. <laughs> who knows? I still reckon depends on how it ends season one. I mean, one. nine, we could potentially nine get episodes season two. Is, a bit of an, is a bit of an odd number. But... Not, well, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, especially since most of the shows like this have got like 10 or 13 episodes. But there's, there's a couple of other points I've got on here, though. Uh, Monica Rambo. Now, we know for a fact that the it, once you go into the hex and once you come out, it is rewriting your sounds on a molecular yeah. level. Yeah. Will she become Photon? Maybe by the end of it. Because she becomes Photon. Canvas is probably evidence of that as well because she yeah, could, yeah. becomes photon after she's exposed ex- exposed to an extra a ridiculous amount of extra dimensional energy and that's essentially what that is so i so think that, could, that was a little hint there she becomes photon well maybe she ends because she obviously she wanted to go back into the barrier so even though she was warned that Mm. If she goes back in, it will rewrite her DNA or whatever again. Yeah. So. And now, quite clearly, we see we see Tommy's powers of speed because he's a speedster. But Billy, Billy has more has more Scarlet no, Witch's more powers. Mums, yeah. So sort of reality bending powers. But we only see a little bit of telepathy. So yeah, that's why. That's why. But I more then, it, but then again, he he does struggle a lot with his powers. And how they work into coming to terms with them. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it's going to be a while until at least until the end of the series, I reckon, till we actually see some of his actual other powers that he has. Do you think they're going to age them again? Do you know what? I don't think they are anymore. Last week I I did. I I couldn't tell you why. I've just got a feeling. I think it depends on what they do with Vision. Like, are they going to say that he's dead now? And maybe one's going to go on a rampage for the next three episodes. And that's no, how we end up with Magneto remember, at the end. The, remember, the boundary went over his body and healed him yeah. straight away. So he is still yeah. alive. But it yeah. shows that he, he, he is still technically dead. 
which I mentioned with you, Rob, earlier, is with Agnes, who was in yeah. the car pointing in the direction of leaving, yeah. which she would have been able to have done. But obviously, you know, she turned the car around after speaking to Vision. Well, what was um, it like Ellis Avenue or something like that? Yeah, and she Somewhere told like Tommy Billy, don't go past Ellis exactly, Avenue. Exactly, exactly. And she was trying to escape. So the further the people are away, like when all those people were basically in suspended animation, it seems to be the less control she has. Well, I feel like she's just, she's choosing who to control yeah. at what time, rather than how how far her power reaches. See, I thought that the, the whole hex area is sort of like, like she's kind of like the core of the earth. Yeah. In a sense of gravity. Okay, okay. So like her, te- her mind control, her telepathy or whatever, right, is okay. stronger at its centre, at its source. And, it and because she doesn't venture goes, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, the point I made is the fact that Pietro isn't under her influence will kind of lead to the point that he, I'm not saying that he was, maybe, maybe she had nothing to do with him being there. Because don't forget, last episode, she was shocked to see him when he appeared at the end. So and she's still trying to come to terms with him being there in this episode because he's questioning everything she's doing and she's kind of doesn't know how how to answer it or what to say because she really doesn't know herself. Do you know but, what? None of them care about using their powers in public anymore. I mean, Pedro, we expect it from him anyway. When his when when him and the kids are speeding around. Yeah, but they were trying to like, they were trying to conceal their powers for every single episode and now it's like oh who cares? Yeah, the last episode she was like I'm I'm tired exactly we are yeah exactly um, maybe that's because she knows the amount of control that she has yeah so it doesn't really matter if people see it because if they're under her mind control she can make mm. it so that they haven't vision not being a human anymore he seems to just mm. be vision all the time now now since you know? since I mean, you've mentioned agnes um i am just going to mention hank because obviously Vision stated that he was doing the neighborhood watch patrol. Yeah. When everyone else gets to the town square in the afternoon, Wanda is speaking to Hank and asks where Vision is. Hank says, Ah, oh, he's not on patrol today. And Vision, I mean and Wanda is a bit a bit shocked, so to say. Hank then remarks very oddly, Is there something I could change for you, Wanda? I really don't feel like Hank is being controlled in any way. No, but and maybe he's controlling her. I think her. he has I don't think he's controlling her, but I think he has a slightly bigger part to play. Do you think Agnes is really being controlled? Now Agnes because of the let's take it from the top moment a couple of episodes ago. Very true, very true. How would she know the things are set up to be a sitcom? Yeah, but very true. When her and, and Herb were trying to explain to uh, Vision uh, what was going on, Hank. how would they be able to, to do it? Is that who you were on about the whole time? Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> I think you were on about Hank King of the Hill. King of the Hill, one of the best shows ever. Go and watch maybe, it if you haven't seen it. Maybe what'll happen is he'll, he'll leave Westview, come back in, and he'll transform into Hank. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, um, so, so carry on with what you're saying, because yeah. I, I don't I think that they are not being controlled all the time. Possibly. I think Wanda, really her, which is really weird in the car. Agnes was clearly being controlled. But was that on purpose? Did right. Wanda want Vision to see that she was she was controlling Agnes. 
I don't know because, because of because of how uncontrolled she has previously been seen. I don't know because if you remember when you're sitting close to the barrier, obviously everyone's kind of statue, and she is a statue. But then when he talks to her before he clears her mind, you could say she's able to talk with him. Whereas when he's talking to other people around, they just kind of ignore him or don't respond to him. True. She does. Isn't she supposed to be a powerful witch in her own right anyway? Essentially, she is possibly Agatha Harkness from the yeah. comic. Yeah. yeah so, it's, Agnes. So, so the fact that she seems to have like do whatever she wants at certain points, uh, that could be now, maybe maybe, she's, maybe like she wants to let Wanda believe she's in control when, when somebody has to put in the I think Agnes has got ulterior motives, but yeah. that being said, she's not evil because her character has never been evil. Not the nicest yeah. of people, but never evil. So I think she has no. ulterior motives. It's the most confusing episode uh, so far. <laughs> I really I enjoyed say, this episode, actually. I thought it was really no, good. No, it's, it's good. Confusing in a good way, because, like I said, this show has a great approach to, you know, raising more questions. Yeah. than you, you want to you know what Haywood's up to now. You want to know what's happened with all the other characters now that, especially Darcy, now that they're all in the circus. Um, you want to know what's going to happen with Monica Rambo and uh, Jimmy Wu. Yeah, so it, it answers some questions. It it asks some questions. But overall, really good. Strong series. If there is an overarching villain and it's not Wanda, which she'll, which Sword seems to think it is, you know... Go on, Nathan. That... Do you think it's Mephisto or Nightmare? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say that. I was going to say, do you think that one of the, that the, the... Whoever this villain is, are they going to appear in the next episode? Now, oh, here's something very quickly, very, very quickly at the end of this topic. Paul Bettany, he did an interview recently. Yeah, I should have read it down. I watched a new Rockstars video on YouTube about it. And he was on about someone being in the final episode. But obviously he couldn't tell us who it is. But what he did say is that there's going to be fireworks. It's going to be someone who he hasn't been in a film with before. And it's someone who he's wanted to work with for a long time and a couple of other things. What the new Rockstars video did was essentially go through everyone in the MCU or in every single sort of Marvel film that it could potentially be. It sort of disregarded people like uh, Magneto. It disregarded uh, Wolverine and all sorts of other people because he's because Paul Benny specifically said someone he hasn't worked with before and he's worked with a lot of those people just in different films not not Marvel or superhero related but could that be him trying to throw us off the scent I don't think it is I think Paul Benny is quite a genuine guy I, I think mean you only not say strange. that now he's meant to be in it anyway isn't he that's because what I was going to say. Hasn't he hasn't technically done a film with him. No, he hasn't. He was, he was in Infinity War, but none of them were filming. He wasn't in any they scenes They didn't share him. a scene together. And regardless, they have not met each other. They haven't worked together in a film at all. There is possible repercussions and fireworks to have between both because of what happens and how Doctor Strange is going to be related to WandaVision. So all in all, it could potentially be Doctor Strange. But no, but yeah, uh, so overall though, WandaVision episode six, brilliant episode. Now, shall well, we... Shall, Doctor Strange. Now, shall we crack on with the Avengers? Yep. Okay. Or as we know it to be called here in the UK, Avengers Assemble. Because the Ooh. Avengers was a 70s TV show, so they couldn't use the name The Avengers. 
Now, this this came out in April 2012, directed by Joss Whedon, had a budget of 220 million and has a worldwide gross to date of one billion five hundred eighteen million eight hundred fifteen thousand five hundred fifteen dollars. So it's made a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. What do we think of the film? I, I just like I, I just like the bit where Force talking to Loki and he goes, "Let me tell you something." That Iron Man just comes out of nowhere and Loki goes, "I'm listening." And then obviously Iron Man and Four have the showdown. Do you know? It has did- a lot of uh, Joss Whedon humor in this film, it, especially rewatching the film. It hits the mark more than his humor did in Age of Ultron. That guy's playing Gallagher and stuff like that. I mean. Gallagher's a classic game. I swear to God, I was. Do you know what? I, I, watched, I watched it. I was one of the only people there who actually knew what fucking Gallagher was. Yeah. Uh, maybe that not that common in the UK or whatever, but I I feel like one of one of the things that I did find out about the movie after owning it myself, and you do get to see it in the deleted scenes as well. They intended this film to be more Iron Man heavy than Captain America. Um, I don't know if it's because it's the worst costume they could have possibly made for Captain America. Do you know what? I was going to say, that's I hate that costume. No, it's why too stuck. Why did he not just have the costume he has during the second half of fucking Captain America, the first Avenger? Because that's right, a fucking they, sick looking costume. Which they show in the Smithsonian. Yeah. In Winter Soldier. So it was retained uh, when his body was taken out of the ice. Costume. Just fucking you don't forget. No, it makes something the that looks like that looks that makes you look like a fucking show pony. It's full circle though when they take the piss out of it in Endgame. Yes. But yes. Uh, America's ass. Talking about Hawkeye, how funny is it that he had an incredibly specific arrow that he could shoot into the control panel that would then fuck up their systems? Well, they trick you arrows. Kind of ex- you kind you kind of expect it though because he works yeah, for shield. Yeah, but it was. So he it knows was their a, it was. It was super specific to go into that into that particular point of the console. Bear in mind, the point of Loki using certain people like him and Selvig is their inside knowledge of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So but why would why would he have know. those arrows anyway? But the point is, is, yeah, but the point, you're missing the point. He creates arrows for the mission, just like, just like Black Widow uses certain guns. And then at other times is unarmed. So it's just like, you know, him going to select the sniper rifle, then going to get a bow and arrows in, right. in his cameo and Thor. He's he's using them specific to the mission. He's a shield agent. He would pro- probably have a lot of inside knowledge into I, the I helicarrier. get that he's got a lot of inside knowledge. I mean, so he even says it. So essentially, he under Loki's influence, he's gone out and made those arrows specifically for that mission. Possibly, yeah. That's what you're saying. Because, because, don't forget, he, he even says, because, he even says because in the film that's that... not his only arrow as well. Mm. So you're you're talking about, oh, he, he has that one arrow to go into that console. He doesn't. He has a selection of arrows. So all of the ones, like when he uses it to fire an explosion and stuff like that, the, the, that's the thing with Hawkeye, is that it's actually the thing, and it's not to like you or, or either of you two or anyone, it's kind of the thing that pisses me off the most about people who to kind of shit on the character and go like, oh, well, why, you know, if he just had all normal fucking arrows, A, he'd be boring, B, he'd be dead. The fucking point is that, you know, I never see anyone saying this about Oliver Queen in Arrow and going, Which you oh, oh, he conveniently had one of those flash grenade arrows and that's how he escaped. 
oh, bullshit. No one's ever fucking said that. But when Hawkeye has these trick specialist arrows, oh, that's oh, that's just crap. Yeah. But the weird thing, the weird thing that no one had mentioned as well, when he had to, when they were in the Battle of New York, and he had to grapple up the building. No one makes, no one makes the argument, you know, or oh, why did he have a grappling hook trick arrow? uses the ones to get to hack into electronic devices as well <laughs> the arrow is like a mini hard drive or whatever essentially yeah like no one was like oh well and i'm like well it's simple he needed to be at the top of a very tall building you don't have to go into much detail but i feel like you have to explain him being a shield agent and possibly having inside knowledge yeah or just general knowledge i guess of the helicarrier because he's him and Natasha are quite high levels, not Nick Fury, not Alexander Pierce, but quite high levels. No. And I feel like you've always got to kind of do these defences when Green Arrow is essentially exactly the same fucking character but needs no defence. I think the difference is, is that if it was Iron Man doing that, people wouldn't have the argument because Oliver Queen's a billionaire. And like people, you could argue that in season one of Arrow, when he comes back off the island and he goes to that has that party or whatever, his arrows, you see him making arrows that are normal arrows, but then he's shooting arrows that can hack into someone's bank account. But you, but how has he got them arrows already when he's only just come back? How has he had time to make okay. them? Okay, first, first of all, there's two points why that doesn't work. I'm pretty sure when Arrow is still doing the flashback scenes and starts becoming more of, not actually Green Arrow, but more of an, a skilled archer and fighter anyway, I'm sure that he doesn't only use normal arrows when he's doing missions for like the Russians and stuff or around that store, around that arc in his past. I'm pretty sure he isn't only using arrows. Also, you're saying, you know, you're using Iron Man as the billionaire. You don't have to be a billionaire when you work for a top secret agency. No, not at all. Why would no, no, people, that? people are arguing. Are you, are you saying that Nick Fury is looking at paper and going, Fucking hell, Clint Barton's costing us a lot of money on these trick arrows. What the fuck are him for? Maybe we should just give him a gun instead. Do you the know what? He probably is, though. Point. He probably is. Yeah, I was going to say probably well, he is. Don't give a sh- he don't give a shit about stuff like that. Hence no. why he tells the world council to fuck off. No, yeah, so no, it's essentially... You, your it's argument is what people are saying. And I'm just saying that maybe from their no, point of view, people, people are looking at it that way. No, because the, the argument is never made about money. I've never seen, maybe people have, but I've never seen the argument made about Clint Barton's wealth of fortune that he doesn't have. So how come he has the trick arrows? It's the fact that he works for S.H.I.E.L.D., therefore he can make arrows, any weapon set, specific mm-hmm. to that situation, that Essentially, mission. that's his like job. That's part of his yeah, job. Yeah, I, I, get, I get you say, but maybe yeah, like... Because, job. because you use the Oliver Queen as the example, my example was... Oliver oh, Queen's yeah, a billionaire, so that's why. No, but Whereas it wasn't the billionaire point that I was getting at. Another arrow pen there point. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the billionaire part that I was getting at. It was the fact that forget the flat arrows. When, when yeah, when he's using trick arrows, which are conveniently there for him to escape, apprehend a target, like when he uses the ones that shoot the wire around them and trap them. People don't go, oh, that's bullshit. Why would he have that? They always go the route of. He's really prepared. I like this guy. But no one ever thinks that about Hawkeye. People don't really give him... It's not even the benefit of the doubt because it actually makes sense. Because yeah, it, because all the arrows that he has make sense for the situation. But I never see anyone doing that defense of Hawkeye 
And I always see people doing the defense of Oliver Queen in Arrow. He's still a vital part of the team. He's still an Avenger because, the, like you said, the trainee he can use to assess the situation and use different various, you know, yeah. forms of trick arrows. It, it 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 just makes sense, you know. And it's hilarious if you make points like that and you keep pushing that button, you kind of miss the point of it being a comic book movie because why the fuck would you bring a fucking shield to throw around into a war against aliens? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. vibranium. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, technically, then it should have just been Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk because they're the yeah. only ones technically. Because Captain America is at the peak of physical fitness for a human, a human, and can still fucking die from bullets. Black Widow, human. Hawkeye, human. So Thor, the almost immortal, especially to um, people living on Earth or Midgard, as you call it. Hulk can't get affected by their fucking lasers. So butts are not going to do anything to him. He'll just Hulk smash everything to bits. Yeah. And Iron Man's in a suit that have got, you know, capabilities to stop probably an army bigger than that. And it's like, well, you, you can't make that argument because essentially you just defeat the point of the characters and even the entire movie. No, so they do make that argument in the guys, film. You can fuck right off because he's an essential yeah, character. They, they make a point now when when Iron Man chases after four when he grabs Loki. Oh no, don't get involved. It's too big for you. They make that point to Captain America and he's like, oh no, I'll be fine. And he's the one that breaks up the fight in the end anyway. That's Loki a and brilliant 4. fight scene between Iron Man four and uh, Captain America. Oh, fantastic! Last fight scene. I tell you what, though, one of my favourite parts of this film is uh, is when Loki is in Stuttgart in Germany. And he just so nonchalantly strolls in to that fucking ballroom where where you've got the orchestra and everyone else. He just strolls in, whacks the guy over the head with the staff, put, like flips him onto the table, whatever it is in the middle, and just stabs him in the eye. As you do. Go to a billionaire party and do that. That is my favourite scene in the whole film. I I, I love it. But you know what? He did his job. He was was asked to make a distraction and he fucking did. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then everybody just runs out. But it's just the way he does it. It's just the way he doesn't give a fuck. And he just strolls in super casually. Like nothing's happening. But it so suits his character though. Yeah, it really does. Some people do things and you're thinking, why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. But with him, it's like, no, I totally get it. I can totally see him doing that. I did not realise that the Chitauri have six fingers until I saw it. I was like, did, did they always have six fingers? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was interesting. That was the first That was the first uh, I'd seen of that. I did that another... well, in, in the comics and maybe in the MCU, it's not really specified. They're an offshoot of the Skrulls. Okay. They they well, they they they're within the Skrull Empire as far as I know, but they don't have the sh- they aren't Skrulls, so they don't have the shape shifting no. abilities that they do. No. But yeah, they're the, they're the Skrull Empire, and I think that's where Thanos hires them from. Okay. I've got to say, as part of his I've army, I've got to say, Thor did make a point of saying that he didn't really know. Then he said they're not Asgardian. He's not really sure what world they're from. If you remember, he's not really sure where Loki found them and. Like, they even mentioned, like, earlier in the film that, oh, yeah, he tried to bring an army over. That's why he wants Tesseract, and they need a building. So they mentioned Stark Tower without really, without really mentioning it, and they still don't get it until the very end. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Stark Tower. When, when they're talking about, like, the Tesseract and, like, what Loki's plan is and how 
what components he needs. And they kind of mentioned he needs a really big building and stuff like that. So they all allude to Stark Tower, but none of them seem to click onto it. Did you notice that when uh, after the battle ends and only the letter A is left? Yes. Yes. I like Stark that. Building. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, that's Avengers Tower. Got to be Avengers Tower. I feel like the whole I feel like the whole team dynamic really worked as well. Because when when it before it came out, I don't think anyone was too sure whether it was going to work, how good of a film it was going to be. Yeah. But to be quite honest, this is a really good film. I really enjoyed it. An interesting fact about this film as well is that Joss Whedon and obviously other people, screenwriters and such, exactly. when they were working on the initial script of the film, the villain, it wasn't only meant to be Loki, it was meant to be Red Skull as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. And for quite a long time, he was supposed to, because obviously Red Skull disappeared with the Tesseract and Loki's using the Tesseract. Yeah. Uh, the connection there w- could have already been yeah. established. I get that, uh, yeah. He could have transported Red Skull with him. Now, I'm not sure of any of like the story development, because it didn't really get to that far in the development process, I don't think. Would you guys like... I, I don't even know how that would have worked, Red Skull wise. No, no, I, I really don't know either. He's enough. Or I, would I you think have, it was. Have you, no, I, no, I, I think, I, I, I think was. Loki holds his own. I, I think in any film that Loki's right. in, if he's the villain, he could really like just hold his own in the film. He wouldn't need he wouldn't need any like any help or anything like that. For a two and a like, half hour film, it did not feel like two and a half hours. Yeah. No. Like if you look at the and way, and that's good. That's a good point. If you compare the low, if you compare Loki from the cartoons to Loki in the films, like in the cartoons, he seems to be slightly more overpowered than he is in the Avengers film. Because obviously, in the cartoons, when he faces the Avengers, he tends to beat them all, even the Hulk, with ease. Whereas in the Avengers film, when he's facing the Hulk, the Hulk just throws him around like he's nothing. Did anyone else laugh when he struck him with lightning? From Mjolnir, and it charged up his suit to like yeah, 400%. 400%. 400%. Whoops. I also think, like, obviously showed you a greater deal of what S.H.I.E.L.D. is all about. The only sort of, and I say sort of plot hole, because it's not, it is explained, but not like fully explained. And again, they did do tie-in comics to this movie. I think they did two or three, actually. So it might have explained you in there, and they are all canon. Is how Loki got there like like where like where has he been to travel right. using the tesseract it's revealed obviously that thanos gave him the space stone where did he get where did he go when he dropped off the bifrost do you reckon because the mid credit scene we see thanos yeah and he's speaking to the chitauri captain well yeah. who's played by alexis denisov Who's in the Who's in Buffy and Angel? Yeah. He's talking to Thanos um, about basically Earth being defended. With that though, I I feel like there's been a previous conversation between the two about Loki helping them destroy Earth. So it's very possible that Thanos created something or opened a portal and was overlooking Asgard. When him and Thor were fighting on the Bifrost, etc., on yeah. the Rainbow Bridge, and saw when Loki fell, and then decided to step in and portal him to the Rock. And the Space Stone, the Tesseract, is on Asgard. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's stated by Gamora in, in like Infinity War or, or later films anyway, um, that he's been looking for them for quite some time. Yeah. And find, yeah. trying to find clues in the universe as to where all, all of them are. Exactly. Um, I think where Thanos is talking to the other is the same. I think is Thanos is sat on his throne. And I think it's the same place as where he is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and the other is there yeah. with him. So Loki, yeah, he probably did interstellar intercepted it somehow. You mean they are aliens, you know? Yeah. Space travel and stuff is probably exactly. common knowledge to quite a lot of different people. He um, might have just sent him there and used the fact that he, you, you know, um, could use, you know, he knew about Loki, knew about the Tesseract. To his advantage, it seems to be a, a recurring theme. He seems to use other people's knowledge to gain yeah. his own knowledge. Isn't Loki's staff, that gem in the staff, made from the same stuff as the, what the Tesseract is made from? It uses Tesseract energy? Yes, I mean, yeah, so couldn't, couldn't that be how he put Because obviously when you see at the beginning of the film, when that portal opens and Loki's there... He doesn't you know, have he, that, though, at the end of uh, 4. No, but he got it from Thanos. He, I think he states that, like, when he's talking to that guy, when they're when they're building this, when he's just sitting down, like meditating or whatever he's doing, like yeah. he's talking to that guy, and it's like we gave you the staff, we gave you this so power. Thanos gave him. Thanos gave Loki his scepter. Yeah. yeah. The scepter. The scepter is supposed to be Chitauri technology, which is probably true because of the guns they use. Yeah, uh, exactly the same. And like and like the yeah. pods they go around like, like Star Wars like pods. It is the Mind Stone in Loki's scepter. I remember the, the controversy that that caused. Is that another Infinity Stone? <laughs> you know, the Infinity Gems in the comics, but there is a Mind Gem, so and it does control people's minds. I don't know if it's like weird that Thanos would give him two Infinity Stones, in a sense, and trust him with, get the others that- for me, please. I mean, I always joked with my father. With my friends and said that that actually wasn't Thanos' idea. It was the other's idea. And that mm. he was like, yeah, we can trust him. And Thanos like, no, no, come on. He's the Asgardian god of mischief. No, no, it's fine. We can trust him. And then if Loki did win, um, he would have obviously turned on him. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's what would happen. I think- I think Thanos would have predicted that maybe and would have had a yeah. counter strategy for it. The, 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 um, Thanos, obviously, in that film as well, on a side note, was portrayed by Damien Poitier. He was not, it was not Josh Brolin. He was oh. not attached to any MCU projects at the time. Okay. His first appearance is Guardians of the Galaxy and then obviously the 80 films. Tell you what, though, Thanos, CGI wise, Thanos has come a long way. He looked fucking shocking there. But he was still cool, though, with the... With he the was. Sinister. He did look still cool. I liked how shiny his eyes were, actually. That's what I liked about how he looked there. None for nothing else, his shiny eyes. His shiny eyes were good. Uh, but overall, though, did you enjoy the film? What would you rate it? How was it for you? Well, that would have said 10 out of 10. I'm going to yeah. say... I'm going to say 9 out of 10. I, I'm, I'm going to actually give the lowest. I'm going to say 8 out of 10. Oh, why 8? Just because I, it's not it's not as good as other MCU films. As much as I really enjoyed this and I really like it, it's just not as good as other MCU films. Which film are you rating higher out of the ones we've already seen? Out of the ones we've already seen? Yeah, yes, I would probably it? yeah, I would probably rate Iron Man. I think I've rated Iron Man a nine. So yeah. Oh, okay. I think I actually I think I'd give the Avengers a nine only because rather than a ten only because of like you said upcoming movies. 
in See, phase two, three. I can't, I can't justify giving any single film in the world I've seen a ten because no film is perfect, and I can't. Well, it just, means it's really good though. See, I would give this a nine, but I can't justify giving a nine because upcoming films that we're yet to talk about, like Infinity War, Endgame, The Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, are so much better than this. Yeah. That's why I can't give it. That's why it's that. That's why it's sat at a solid eight out of ten. Well, I'm sure okay, I well, give them a nine as well. So. That's, right that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe yeah, a so, ten or two. Uh, solid eight out of ten, though. When we get yeah. to the end, we, we'll go. We'll rank them all as how we see fit. But what Rotten Tomatoes is saying is ninety-one percent, and we'll read out a couple of reviews. I'll read out a good review and a bad review. Of course, it's about one hundred times brighter than Transformers and Michael Bay's imbecilic spin-offs and should keep multiplexes everywhere in its competent grip but i didn't love it okay so that's that's not a good review it's all backwards review isn't it but it's not a bad review it's better than transformers but not as good as this film okay it's compared to (laughs) what they think is a worse movie and they still didn't enjoy it exactly how the hell was that and was that headline i'm gonna go for an actual good review because that was an actual good review even though he's a fucking idiot Uh, The comedic timing, coupled with his ability to maintain the authenticity of the characters, is worthy of praise. The Avengers delivers a popcorn feast that's the perfect summer kickoff. After two and a half hours of world-threatening chaos and world-saving daring do, you you leave the theatres... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, You leave the theatres satisfied, but without so much as a single memorable image or idea lingering in your mind. I think that's a bunch of shit. I'm gonna say the person who wrote that because we've remembered not. we've remembered a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do especially since, especially since you didn't watch it today, Darren, or yesterday, or whenever. So I think I you said you haven't watched it in a while. But regardless of that, you've you've possibly. remembered a lot of stuff. So that's a bunch of bollocks. The person writing that review probably isn't doesn't read comic books or isn't a big Marvel fan. That shouldn't matter though. That shouldn't matter though. I think yeah, one so of the I, things that he was. One of the things he was on about there as a criticism was that when he said about it, it not going anywhere at the end, the film does wrap up. Like, it wraps up phase one, as we know. But at the time, they didn't have any phases, really. So it does feel like, you know, what is going to go on from from here. But, the, but, but at the same time, they were around the time Avengers came out. They were telling you that Iron Man 3 was next. Yeah. That's where it's going. Like, that's yeah. somebody who's not really who's writing that review and isn't really looking for any further information. Overall, though, I think this is a cracking film. Well, we've come to the end of the episode, and we all know what that means. It's time for a game. Now, usually, we play George Lucas Kill Ranch, but I have created a new game. And, Darren, you were very kind enough to think of a name. Well, both of you, Darren and Nathan, thought of a name for me. But, Darren, you came up with one. It's called Filthy Pitches. The aim of this game, we spin a wheel online and it selects one of your two names. So, Nathan or Darren. This week, it, we, we got Darren, not going to lie. But Nathan wanted to take, Nathan wanted to take the reins because he, he was coming up with ideas straight away for this. So, we've gone for Nathan. Now, essentially, what the game is, is a two-minute elevator pitch for a film. So what we do is we go online, we spin a wheel. Now, we've put in a bunch of genres, and the genres that have come out this time are crime musical. 
So essentially the film is going to be a crime musical. We then put in the year or the decade. It's come out with the 2020s. Uh, we've put in uh, the titular character, who that is or what they are. So it's going to be a prince or a princess. And we also need the name of the film. And because it's musical as well, we're going to need uh, the main song that is featured in the film. You have two minutes, Nathan, to pitch us a film that is a crime musical that is set in the 2020s. And Mr. Two Dummers. It's a crime musical. Yes. It's set in the 2020s. The main character is a prince or a princess. Okay. Uh, you basically have to tell us what the film is about, what goes on in the film, etc., uh, etc. Et we also need the name of the film and we need the main song that is going to be in the film. That is the main musical number. But I'm gonna I'm gonna set a timer. Uh, no, for two minutes. Timer, my battery's about to die, so give me one second for my phone on charge. Give me one second. <laughs> no problem. He's very prepared, isn't he? He is very prepared. Oh shit, we don't want a two hour timer. Oh, I was about to put on a, I was about to put on a two hour timer. We want a two minute timer. So, so Prime Musical, twenty twenties, Prince or yep. Princess, what the film's about, name of the film, and the main musical number uh, during the film. Right. And your two minutes starts now. So my idea for this film is going to be, so the, person, the character is a princess, and I'm going to call the title of the film, a bit of a knockoff to other films in the genre, it's going to be a Cinder, Cinderella story, but the crime version. So there's a crime version. It's going to be, so you want to say in the 2020s, okay? So the basis for the story is, is that it's a, it's a homeless person. There's some friends out there. It's a homeless person. They don't know they're related to royalty. They find out throughout the film basically they've always had when they were younger before they were homeless they always had this love for musicals and but obviously they their parents were murdered so a bit kind of like a bruce wayne sort of vibe their parents were murdered so they don't know when they're really young so they don't actually remember they don't know anything about their life because their parents were murdered before they could understand about that they were royalty so they kind of so obviously the, the song i'm going to go for is oh AC, is it ACDC? ACDC, Highway to Hell. I'm going to go no, with that sir, one. Uh, right, okay, carry on. I think you've misunderstood this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's I, a story about a wonderful princess and her journey. Of being, <laughs> 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 a, a wonderful journey of being from, being from homeless no, 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 to, no, no, being no, a, to royal family and your song was Highway to Hell. <laughs> Have you seen a musical, Nathan? Yes. Yeah, so the point of a musical is to have a musical number in the middle yeah, of the film. Yeah, but this is a crime That's musical, what I mean, so... the main musical number in the film. It can't be Highway to Hell. It is the beginning of the film, because they're, gonna, they're on the... They're yeah, but the song can't be Highway to Hell. Hey, it's my pitch. I can do what I want. It has to be a made-up song that you're uh, giving me the name of. That was a made-up song. The, the Highway song to Hell song, is but... not a made... Highway to Hell is a bloody real song. You it can't have Highway song, to Hell. In this film, it's a made-up made song that she did. The character made it themselves, so the lyrics are not going to be the same. Right, okay. That's fine. It's just called Highway to Hell, and it yeah. happens to be an ACDC song. That's right. all I'm going to... You so want what, it to be a real what song. happens to this princess? Does she find out she's... she? Does she get to be royalty, or what happens? Yeah, she's a... Uh, she gets spotted by somebody who reckons who she had because she's a bit older now. It's been a few years. She's been homeless, and someone recognizes she has a resemblance to a member of the royal family, who is like a distant, like um, her parents murdered. 
So an, uh, a sibling that she doesn't know she has. We'll go with that. She's got a sibling who's okay. who, who was raised in royalty. So she's... <laughs> what? Uh, what carry, on, carry on, carry on. Go yeah. on, go on. So someone recognises that as like, say, oh, you, you look identical to someone I know or I've seen in the papers, whatever. And so they, they, they build a relationship, basically. And she eventually... She, and obviously various things happen. So being homeless, she gets like... She's into a bit of drugs and stuff like that. She got arrested a few times. She's got a record. That's about as far as I've got so far. She sang that while she was in the prison. You were revising your notes at the worst possible time. You can't have a Cinderella story. Why not? Because it's already a film. You never said we couldn't do that. You just said that we can. That's it's what the we point want of to this do. game to think of something on your feet that's not real. Highway to hell. There you go. Oh, fuck I'm you. back. Highway to hell and back. There you go. Changed it slightly. Right. Okay. Hence the name of the song. So Highway to hell and back, featuring the musical number Highway to Hell. That is not the what? same as the ACDC song in the middle of the film, where a princess, uh, she's related to royalty, but her parents are murdered very brutally. Uh, during the film, essentially the arc of it is her being finding out she's wrong, murdered basically. parents, homeless, drugs, crime. Um, she steals shit, I assume, and she's a criminal yep. as well. She finds out she's royalty, and then she eventually becomes royalty. It's the rags to riches story. Rags to riches, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. riches yeah, okay. to rags to riches. Yeah. Would Would you go and see this? Would you buy a? If you were the production company being approached to make this film darren would you make this film well i would worry about the copyright infringement from acdc <laughs> but once all once that got aired over you you said it's a film but is it isn't this a musical well, well musicals are films yeah unless it's a west a west end play or something oh, okay. it's a theatrical performance rather than <laughs> no, no, no. Cinema. it's a film it's like a musical that's film. what was making me laugh because <laughs> every other five minutes you were going back to well her parents are mood. <laughs> are they going to keep back <laughs> over and over again? Well, don't forget, we, we would hash this uh, out during the production meeting. We would hash it out, make changes as you do. Whatever you pitch, it's not going to be what's going to be. Whatever you pitch, like when the, the film's made. I like the fact that she was with her parents who were brutally murdered. And then that's why she becomes homeless, yeah? Because obviously yeah. her parents own. She doesn't go into foster care or, or, a, so, or a child, so, child so care. She just becomes homeless. Basically, the way you explained the story was by inserting <laughs> her parents were murdered all the yeah. time. So it was her parents are alive. She she has a wonderful life growing up as young girl. Still doesn't know that she's related to royalty, even though. That's why I'm confused at, actually. Surely no, if you remember what I said, if no, you remember what I said, I said no, I... that she was very young, so she she wasn't aware that her parents were royalty, so she was right. quite young. How old are we talking? Like three years How old? young are we talking? Three, because... three, or, three or four, three or four. And that she became homeless at four years old. You know what? It happens in real life, so, you know. Fuck off, does it happen in real life? It does happen in real life. They get put into foster care, surely. <laughs> it's not the streets of, like, Chennai. In <laughs> what are the police doing? We never said which country. We never said which country this was in. We just said, "Oh, you know, it's been so." Oh, we're gonna go with Africa. Fuck off. 
Africa is not a country. Africa is a continent. I don't even I think South Africa, to be honest. I bet it's going to be something like the slums of Mumbai in India. That's how you can get around. That's how you can get. That's how you can get around by the fucking four-year-old being homeless. Okay, we'll do that then. So, so it, the story outline is she grows up at a very at a very young age. She has a very nice life with her parents, who were then brutally murdered. She's made homeless at what age? Like three uh, or four, I believe. Three yeah. or four. So she, so she, she's in nursery for a few classes, and then where's she gone? I don't know. Oh, there she is on the street. And no, then, everyone's assuming that she's dead. Bear in mind, her parents were brutally murdered. So obviously, everyone assumes she was dead. Well, so she, just, about, she runs away from the crime scene. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she's running away from the crime scene. Hence, when she's right. she home, like fucking Flash, because she's <laughs> four years old. So where would she like go? No. She would hide, surely. Uh, we, I, we never specified where her parents were murdered. They were murdered. Right, for, but, so she managed that, to right. hide, and that's how she right. was homeless. She might have a question. Anyway, homeless. Homeless four-year-old. <laughs> and then, she, so how how does, who, so what, well, she's, she's grown up on the streets from the age of four to what age? Eleven. Right. So she's grown up for seven years, nearly a decade, on the streets, surviving off what little things that she could, scraps or whatever. She gets noticed by a member of royalty, her facial traits are really similar to someone in their extended royal family. So these these royal these royal people Somebody notices her from her facial characteristics then and puts two and two together and goes, Aha! That's the missing royal family link. That's the Danny Dyer of our equation. That's the person that we're looking for. So then Which she got arrested, she got arrested. They take her in. Is that they take her into their life of fame and fortune or maybe just fortune she finds out that somewhere down the family line she's a princess but the only way she'd be able to be a princess is if she was directly related maybe to her. her family were shunned maybe her family were shunned but for maybe some her family weren't actually her real family maybe Quite there's possibly. a she was lost as a child there's- I don't. A, I don't mean living on the streets for seven years since you know what. Been. When we make some money, we're going to make this film. We're going to make this. We're going to make this film. If it makes and we'll more sell it to Netflix. Room, we'll sell if it, it makes to more Netflix. Money in the room, I'll be very surprised. And with that, that's the end of the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Sorry, you're giving too much away. You're also, going you're going into too, too, really too much away. I'm spacing a fucking two minute story for you. Yeah, Rob, Rob this says, would you be a fucking two minute yeah, elevator bitch? And we've got into the whole fucking film and her family life and everything. Yeah, all Rob said to you was, would you make this film or not? That's all Rob asked. What was the musical number? Sorry, what? Highway to Hell is the musical number in the middle of the Highway film. Highway to Hell. Where does, where does that fit into the narrative? Because the film's called Highway to Hell the and hell Back. Back. So it's Highway to Hell and Back in Black combined into a. So that's copyright infringement on two <laughs> accounts. Right, I think I think we just stop there. To be honest, I think we're all right. Back to George Lucas and his kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week we've got another game to play, and we'll uh, we'll tell you what that is next week. And then for each week after that, it'll be spin the wheel, see what game it is. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, go follow us. 
Uh, go listen to our previous episodes. Listen to this episode as well. Hopefully you are. If you are, well done. Thank you very much. Send us an email at I can't believe I just watched this at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks for listening. Go listen Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'll uh, see you again next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>